0: Are you thinking about what you're going to get for your second shot? What'd you get first up? Did you get Pfizer? Now you're faced with this whole idea of, like, well, Shalom, boy, what if it's only Moderna? What if they don't tell me? What if they don't tell me until I sit down whether or not it's Moderna or Pfizer? Should that be a big deal? What if I got, what if I got AstraZeneca up first? Now I have to make this decision based on Nancy's ever-changing guidance. I think for a lot of people out there, myself included, there is an appreciation that the guidance and the science changes. That has been our experience throughout the, throughout the pandemic. But the changing guidance on vaccines has unnerved a lot of us, including me, when it comes to making decisions. And now you have to make this decision based on your own risk analysis about what to take and to help me guide us through the actual science. I'm very pleased to welcome to the program, Dr. Kashif Pirzada, who's a Toronto emergency physician. Welcome doctor. Thank you, Alan. Uh, Can we just address the kind of, what I mentioned there, the sort of unnerved feeling that I I and many others are feeling as they move towards trying to make this decision on a second dose?
1: You know what, it's completely natural to feel that way. The way we grew up with vaccines, they were kind of unchanging. Uh, Measles hasn't changed in centuries um you know diphtheria all the other stuff that we got vaccines for what's happened now is that COVID is such a new disease and the science is changing it's kind of like watching a car race right we had all these vaccines that started off um we've known we've seen that two of them have pulled ahead of the crowd a third one is not bad but it's a bit behind like astrazeneca but the pfizer and Moderna are ahead and that's the thing like the the guidelines have evolved but they have to because we're fighting something entirely new here in our experience
0: so then, but what, is, what does that mean for those of us trying to make this decision? Um, and I'll start with somebody who got an mRNA. Most people, if they did, they probably got Pfizer up first. And now they're faced with, well, well should I really hold out and get the, the matching set? Let's, let's begin with the reservations for the people have and what the science is actually telling us.
1: Well, that's understandable. Like people were told one thing and now they're being told something else and that's unnerving. That's totally understandable. But I think they can be assured that the two vaccines are almost identical. Like if you go actually to the genetic sequences, there's one out of, of, I think, a thousand base pairs is one difference out of that. And the way they perform too, if you look at studies, their efficacy numbers have almost always been the same, like 94 to 96%. There's a study that just came out from an Ontario group that showed that both are 96%, and the Moderna, after one dose, might be even more effective than the Pfizer at 94 versus 91%. So, there's a lot of experience um, with people who have, you know, approved medications. You know, you have your generic, you know, life value Advil versus, you know, the brand name Advil, and that they're they're identical in many ways. Even for more complex medications, there's systems to decide. You know, these drugs are the same. They can be prescribed with the same thing. And all those people are saying the same thing, that Pfizer and Moderna are are functionally the same, and they're interchangeable, and I think people can be assured of that.
0: Uh, let's move to AstraZeneca, which is a more complicated decision for a lot of people.
1: So AstraZeneca is a good vaccine. It's going to be the workhorse that most of the world is going to get. Um, it may not be as good against the Delta variant, and that's why Uh, The advice has changed to recommend mRNA for the second dose. I think my guess is that people who got two doses of AstraZeneca will be offered a booster of mRNA, a third shot later on, but that's uh, not been discussed yet, but that's my guess. But again, the science changes. We know AstraZeneca is a solid vaccine, but it's solidly in third place. And we know that the other two are at first and second tied almost.
0: I've heard this sort of discussed amongst friends who got AstraZeneca the first. No one's actually done it, but they've actually, I've heard people consider, you know, there's just so much of the mRNA out there in many ways that you could go and, you know, let's say you got your AstraZeneca whenever they just stopped doing that. What was it about, it's about eight weeks ago. But let's say you just say, well, no, I'm just going to go get two doses mRNA. Is there any risk to yourself of doing that now you're getting three shots?
1: Uh, not that I know, but I don't know if it's been studied. Um, I think they'll probably limit you to two doses because all the doses in Ontario are tracked.
0: Oh, they are. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, all right. In, in terms of that decision, um, let me ask you this. Let me back up. I'm seeing anecdotally a lot of doctors come on to Twitter and social media and say they're getting people cancelling second doses when they find out it's Moderna if they had Pfizer. Are you seeing that?
1: yes and i find it it's really really unfortunate because you know the delta variant is out there it's 99 percent of cases in in the uk and they're seeing hospitalizations go up it's going to be the same here we're always two to three months behind them um you know i'm worried about you know alberta and calgary stampede after that like it's gonna you know spread like crazy you have you know in, in sydney where people aren't wearing masks two people got it in a coffee shop just from being in the same room with somebody so with the with these variants so it's really important that people get the second shot. And with the Pfizer and Moderna being, you know, interchangeable, great vaccines, I don't think anyone should cancel one over the other. Um, they're interchangeable. They're they're identical in almost every way.
0: One of the other things that's made news over the uh, course of the weekend was news about uh, uh, a couple of patients who had been fully vaccinated, um, contracting COVID and dying. Can you, is there any evidence? What What do we know about the uh, how much people can either contract or pass on possibly covid once they've been fully vaccinated
1: so it, it does happen, but it's very rare i I know of in the United States I think there's been about two hundred people who've died from um who are fully vaccinated um, but compare that to six hundred thousand who died who weren't vaccinated so it's still it's not a hundred percent um unfortunately there's still going to be people people who were uh, on chemotherapy or, or on medications or immune systems just didn't build up that immune response when they got the vaccination. The Delta variant um, is a bit tougher to fight because it's evolved resistance a bit to our vaccines. So we've gone from 99 to 100% to preventing hospitalization to 96%. So that doesn't sound like a lot, but that means one out of 25 of everyone who gets um, exposed to COVID may end up sick enough. So the goal should be Get everyone vaccinated with two doses and then try to cut down the numbers of these uh, vaccines, uh, active infections out there as much as we can with every possible tool, such as keep masks on for a little while until the numbers come down. And gladly, you know, happily, that's happening already. We're seeing numbers collapse. I think if we were reckless, like what southern states are doing in the U.S. that are just opening up without any restrictions, we're going to earn we're going to run into problems. But I think the gradual approach that we're doing in Ontario and Quebec and some other provinces is a good approach to go.
0: Is Alberta being reckless?
1: Oh yeah, <laughs> I think so. July first, they're dropping all of their requirements. I think, um, especially with the stampede coming, um, I wouldn't want to be indoors anywhere in Alberta in July.
0: If you had, if you had a trip to Alberta, like a you know going to Banff or something like that, would you think, man, maybe that's not not the place to be in July? Well, I month.
1: would, um, I would stay outdoors as much as I can if I'm going to Alberta. Um, look at the case numbers locally to your area too. Like if you're in a a town or city that has really low numbers, then you're probably okay. If you see numbers that are starting to spike up and go up, the test positivity numbers are going up. That's a sign that things are getting out of control in that community.
0: Dr. Piersata, thank you so much for coming on. You've given us a lot to think about and some great context. I appreciate it so much.
1: Well, thank you and uh, stay safe out there.
0: Thank you. That is Dr. Kashif Perzada, who's a Toronto emergency physician. And I hope, I hope that you heard that, that uh, the science behind those two mRNA are that they are almost identical. The thing that continues to concern, and I don't want to continue to always bring it back to AstraZeneca, but there are 850,000 of us in this province who got it as a first shot. So it's not like it's just me. But we still don't actually have the full study out of the UK, the one that everybody's been waiting for, the full-size study on mixing AstraZeneca with an mRNA as a second one. Yes, we've had smaller studies that have said, yes, the efficacy is better. And I promised at the beginning of the program or a little while ago that I would tell you what I'm going to do. As I said, I got AstraZeneca first. I am still concerned that we are still somehow moving you know, like we don't, I haven't got this study yet that the, that the guidance will move. I, I'm, every time they tell me NASI is going to have to say something, I just, I think, oh no, here we go. So I'm worried about it. But I'm going to go MRNA because I think the efficacy is going to be better against Delta. I'm not super worried about VIT, but it's out there. One in 600,000, that's not Nothing. And if you do get blood clots, if you if you do develop it, your chances of a very bad outcome are quite high. So I think I put all that together, and it's mRNA for me. Got a scheduled appointment coming on Saturday. I couldn't be more excited about it.